0: Point, Kevin. Remove the acting and drama in soccer. Real men play hockey. But yeah, I'd say yellow cards for everybody. If you take a flop, yellow card. Maybe maybe red. Just you're out. All right. Uh, hour number two. Welcome. Pete Callender here. 704 570 1110 1 WBT 1110. You can also email Pete at the Pete uh or uh, hit me up on the Twitter machine at calendar That's where I do most of my wet work. As they say in uh, the assassin circles. Um, let me see here. To 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 do. Yes. Um, we were talking last hour about the big uh, reveal, uh, sort of the TikTok, as they call it, not the video uh, platform, but uh, the, chron- uh, the the chronology, the backstory of how the meeting occurred between Kanye and Trump and um, Nick Fuentes, uh, and so how that happened down in Mar-a-Lago. And what the three guys, not Trump, uh, three guys not named Trump, what they all seem to agree on is that, uh, yeah, we sprung this on Trump. He didn't know who the people were, which is exactly what I thought was the case. And even yesterday when uh, a fellow called in, uh, his name was John, and we were discussing this, and he said uh, that there's no way Trump didn't know. Secret Service would have known and all of this, you know, and Secret Service has actually come out and said, uh, no, we don't we actually don't control access into Mar-a-Lago. It's a private club. It has private security. That's on them. So they did. So Secret Service wasn't even involved in it. So now we have the backstory, which is helpful. Um, Kanye wants to run for president. And he, he went to meet Trump, Trump thinking that Kanye needed some advice on his business. That's, you know, crumbling because, you know, Trump knows a thing or two about, you know, business failures (laughs) that's, oh, come on. He has declared some, and all right, it doesn't matter. It's just a joke. So so that's what Trump thinks. Trump thinks, oh, we're going to hang out, and I'm going to give him some advice on his problems with his business ever since he came out as an anti-Semite, and uh, all of these business uh, connections are all drying up. But no, no, Kanye is there to say, I'm going to run for president. You could be my Veep. That gets Trump very angry, um, uh, along with some of the criticism of his speech that he gave, and this and that. got an email from stan who said don't laugh about kanye being president as he'd be a lot better than an administration purposely trying to destroy the country incompetence over corruption any day even the incompetent will get it right like 50 percent of the time based on the odds i mean that's that's math <laughs> it's, it's just math um one of the uh one of the connections here the reason why Kanye is, uh, and one of the things he was ranting about on the podcast, and this is, so I'm about to take this in a different direction here, but one of the things he mentioned on the podcast, you remember um, uh, from yesterday's show, I was playing the audio clips, and he mentioned the deal that had fallen apart with Adidas and Yeezy Gap, right? You remember? Right. That There is a connection here with Balenciaga. Do you know what Balenciaga is? Or Balenciaga. Yeah, this is the, the fashion company that did the big ad campaign that sexualized kids and got backlash for it. Oh, and by the way, this company has connections not just to Kanye and his Yeezy Gap collaboration or whatever, but his now ex-wife as well, Kim Kardashian, who dressed at a recent award show in a really bizarre outfit. Have you seen this outfit that she wore? All black. It's like an all-black dress, including, like, a mask over her head. Like to, like it's just a black form-fitting mask where you can't see anything. It just it's almost it almost looks like a mannequin. So completely in black with a skin-tight thing. Almost like she's going to rob a bank or something. But you can't see I don't even know how she sees out of it or saw out of it. It was a really weird outfit that she wore at this Met Gala, I think is what it was. Well, there is a connection there to one of the inspirations Behind the Balenciaga uh, creative genre, it, like it, its its theme, right? It's the the way it does art and fashion. There is an influence there from somebody who did a bunch of paintings, horrifying, graphic paintings, and one of the paintings looks like that outfit. And the horrifying paintings, some of them, yeah, you guessed it, kids in various states of abuse. And now Balenciaga is like, well, we don't know where all this criticism is coming from. We're totally sorry. We got caught. We're totally sorry. (laughs) I'm going to get into that. Uh, Let me get a couple calls on here first. Let's first go to, oh, Winston. How are you? Winston, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, thanks. I appreciate not putting me in a holding pattern there. Uh, last time I was in l- holding pattern, so long I got locked, y'all. But listen, you know, I want to talk about Trump. You know, he dropped the ball on a lot of things. And one of the things he dropped the ball on was the opening up the files of the JFK assassination. And,
0: and the moon of, landing.
1: And he didn't release any, any right. uh, remaining files, Yeah, correct?
0: Right, or the moon landing either.
1: Okay, Pete, don't don't try to trip me up, okay? Let me I'm not on. trying to trip you up. I'm, I'm trying to...
0: You said the last time we spoke, Winston, you said that there wasn't a conspiracy theory that you could think of that you didn't agree with. So I was just being supportive.
1: Can I make my point? I, I'm right. unclear. Listen, let me get to my punchline here. I was, oh. listening, to an interv- I was listening to an interview with Ger- Gerald Salente and Judge Napolitano. We all know who the judge is. He used to be on Fox News. He's not a conspiratorialist. We'll go ahead and say he's a good libertarian. He knows his facts. Well, anyway, right before Trump left office in the Christmas, you know, right after he knew the, he he lost the election, it was Christmas, the judge called Trump in the Oval Office. I think Trump might have called him, and they started talking and and. And, uh, the judge asked him, he says, are you going to re, are you going to go ahead and release the remaining JFK files for all to see so we can just put this baby to rest? Yeah. And Trump said to the judge, Judge, judge Napolitano, if you saw what I saw in the files, you would know why I can't release them. Now let me ask you something, Pete. What do you think? So even the judge said, the judge said, this kind of points to the fact that the CIA was in on it and there's a big, massive cover-up. What do you think?
0: I, I, I don't know. It's all hearsay. I didn't hear the conversation. I don't know what Trump means. I don't know what to make of any of it.
1: What do you think? that you? Well, the Judge Napolitano was stating that Trump... He asked him a question. ...because if he did, he would get the death Now He would get...
0: That's not They're what he right said. He's, it's not what he said. Unless you're telling unless you're revising what he said. See, this is the he's problem a, with he's the hearsay.
1: Intimidated not to release him.
0: Right, okay. so okay, so he's a coward. Okay. Trump was a coward, he 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 bowed to the deep state.
1: You know it and they own him. They and own,
0: they a own lot him. Of now. Them.
1: They sent up the honeypot down at Epstein Island, they got them all on film having sex with little kids. This Balenciaga thing, all this this pedophilia is rampant. It's rampant. Wake up. I know, you know, a lot of the news media is kind of covering this stuff up. I I saw a Fox News interview the other night where this one girl, I don't know if she was a reporter, was basically stating that it's basically big time, the pedophilia that's going on, and uh, it's not being being shown the light of day because these people are evil. With capital E, they worship the devil. It's called the devil, Pete
0: okay okay thank you Winston I appreciate the uh I appreciate the the trip down the hole <music> The most disappointing thing about Winston's call he said there was going to be a punchline I had the rim shot ready to go and just nothing Ever delivered. Let's hope Danny can deliver here. Hello, Danny! Welcome to the program. How are you?
2: Thank you so much, I hope I deliver. <laughs> uh, you know, the thing that that kind of bothers me about this whole thing is everything Kanye said this whole time is if he had just changed Jewish for white, he would have been celebrated. If you think about it, can you name one thing that he has said about I guess you would say, powerful Jews, in his opinion. Mm -hmm. If he had said the same thing about powerful whites, Mm -hmm. controlling things, systemic racism, all that, he would have been celebrated.
0: Right, and I think that that's what he was driving at when he was making the comments on the podcast uh, about casting a net over a large group of people, right? I think that's what he was talking about. How come we can say these things, but we can't say these other things? Why is that? And yeah, yeah. I mean, and and it's the same reason. Why you know, Milo uh, on the podcast made a similar comment. People have been noticing the double standard for a very long time. And he said at some point the dam was going to break, but it took you know the most famous, uh, best, awesomest person on the planet to do it with with Kanye.
2: Yeah, and you know, here is the other thing. Why is it that Barack Obama? meets up with Louis Farrakhan, mm-hmm. which is a black nationalist mm-hmm. and I I guess anti-semitic too. He is. And he invited Black Lives Matter into the White House. And if you follow any of their Twitter feeds or any of their commentary on TV, if you go to the Black News Channel, which finally uh, ran out of money because I guess not enough people were watching it, but if you listen to Joy Reid, and these people are all black nationalists because they all talk about their collective group, their collective interests, and all that, and that's perfectly fine. Why couldn't somebody who is, sees themselves as a white nationalist, that whites have their own self-interest as well, why are these people always kick to the curb as if they don't have a right to speak for their own racial group or their own uh, ethnic group whatever it might be. Do
0: you want to try to do you want to try to answer your own question? Go ahead and help me. No, do you want to try to answer your own question?
2: Uh,
0: why is the why is there why is there the double standard?
2: Uh, probably because I don't really know, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say that uh, probably part of it is that there's so much of the white population, probably about a third, that are decidedly left. So you've always got these white voices denigrating or dismissing anybody who says that, where, you know, uh, one of the unfortunate things about black speak is they all have to speak in unison or you see them uh, sabotage and savage any black person. I've never had anybody ever say to me, "You're de- you're betraying your race mm-hmm. that opinion." Right, but, but what,
0: you're getting. But hang, hang on, but Danny, see, you're, you're kind of circling the you're circling the point, which okay, help me. yeah, which is it is different because they are not the majority population. They are not the population with quote power and the wealth and the historical advantages. That's the difference, and so yeah, but, well, but so you layer then into that, you layer on that there are people in the majority population, right, the white population, that have guilt uh, for their privilege, right, that, that they have uh, uh, enjoyed in society, whether real or imagined, right? They have feelings no, no,
2: of. No, I, I wouldn't call it privilege because are the Japanese also privileged? Are the Russians also privileged in their country? Mm-hmm. You know, yes. anytime you have a majority in the country, whether it's in India or anywhere mm-hmm. else. Of course, the majority it's yes go to a country music, so
0: we matter. don't disagree hang on danny, you're picking you're but you're, you're you're picking a fight over the use of the word privilege, but you're 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 now using it the exact same way I just did. We don't disagree on that. there are obviously every society that organizes itself does so for a privilege right that's the that, that's the whole point, otherwise, why would we be in a society together? Obviously, we would not join together and say, "Hey, let's create a society where we get imprisoned for no reason we, we wouldn't do that, right. And, and when you have a society that orders itself, as America did, around you know racial groups, and then said, well, you're of a different racial group, so you don't get all of these privileges, then yes, absolutely, there is a dichotomy there. And that's not I mean, racist.
2: Privileges. If I go to a party with a lot of black people, mm-hmm. we're probably going to be playing black music. Sure. Not because they will
0: have different it. privileges in different settings, it's absolutely.
2: It, it is. With,
0: Why do you object TV to this use of the term when you're using it the exact same
2: way I am? No, because the privilege gives it a nefarious sound to it, like there's some scheme to it. No, it's like, not. I mean, nobody in the world is more welcoming to minorities. That's not, that's not in the, in the point here.
0: That's not the point here, though. The point is that you're, you're triggered by this word privilege. and I am. Yeah, and I am. you don't need it to be. Why are you—see, you, but, Danny, here's my point. You're, you're letting them take control of
2: that word. They've already got control of
0: it. <laughs> well, the, so, so you just give it up? Yes, you gotta, yeah, you got to no, you got to fight you have to fight back against the corruption of the language. That just, and and to your point like go oh, if you go to a party and you're the racial minority there, yes, you're you're not going to have all of the quote privilege that the racial majority at that and I party. Don't
2: expect them to. I don't
0: So it's a, him. so we agree. We? So we agree. This is what I mean. Don't get don't get like offended by the use of the word because now look, we've spent it's, almost it's 3 minutes on on the use of the way. word privilege because you didn't you you thought I was connoting something that I wasn't and obviously,
2: but that's how everybody uses it. Now you may you may take a different definition with it, but how people use a word is how it's perceived in the culture at large. Right. Even so, I word, I
0: refuse to give it that. I refuse to give it that freight. I, I refuse. I'm not letting. I'm not letting them take the word and turn it into something nefarious because it's not. It's It's too late. It's, it's too not late. too late.
2: When anybody uses the word privilege. They don't mean the majority trend. What they mean is these people have a rigged system, when in fact, as Kanye would say, how come everybody that has power over me is Jewish? So it's not a white thing in his perspective. It's that Jews have so much power that he could go from a billionaire to a millionaire overnight for saying the same exact thing that had he said it in a white context, he would have been a hero.
0: Or if he had said it and been, you know, an advisor to Obama. Yeah, well, See, that's the thing that Kanye misses here is that there are powerful people that are out to ruin him, but it's not because it's, uh, uh, it's not because it's, quote, the Jews. It's because of who he has affiliated himself with, specifically Donald Trump. That's the real problem, and that's the thing that I think he doesn't see and can't see because, well, he's kind of anti-Semitic. But, Danny, I appreciate the call. Uh, there's a lot to unpack in a lot of your comments there, and, and it's not where I wanted to go with it, but I'm, I guess I will do so after we get back from this brief break. <laughs> eleven ten ninety nine three wbt um, so let me get into a couple of the major points there because Danny went down uh, down another rabbit hole on the the definition and use of the word privilege which i find I find kind of comical to some degree because when I was talking about the pri- when I mentioned the word privilege, it was mentioned as part of a larger explanation for why certain groups of people get to say things that other groups of people don't because that's what danny originally was asking quote-unquote was asking and a lot of times when people ask questions they're not really asking questions to get answers they're asking questions as a way to make an assertion and um so he wasn't interested in the answer i don't think danny was maybe he was but it didn't sound like he was interested because as I started to give the answer, he jumped all over the, the, the use of the word privilege. Because remember, his original point was that how come you've got all of the like if if Kanye West had said uh, instead of if he had brought with him a black nationalist instead of a white nationalist, then nobody would have had a problem. If uh, he was saying these things against whites and not the Jews, then nobody would have a problem. And this is what and, I'm, and this is where I was kind of having this discussion uh about the podcast uh, comments that Milo made, he said the same thing. Right? By the way, just a heads up, when you're when your arguments start to sound like anti-Semites, you just you want to be careful. But I understand, like this is this is a topic that has been raised for a very long time. It's about double standards, it's about disparate treatment, and it's been raised both ways. As in how come white people get to do this and black people don't, and then vice versa? How come black people get to do this and white people don't? Right? It's an inconsistent application of a standard. This is at the heart of the affirmative action case that the Supreme Court is discussing right now that they're going to rule on. Right? So you got to be careful when you have the the conversations because they're they're tricky and and if you seek to be offended, you will find what you seek. That's just how that goes. So if if the word privilege triggers somebody, that's that's on you. I can't stop somebody from getting triggered by the use of the word. But remember, here's how I actually stated the word privilege. I said that there is a sense of guilt that a lot of, because he said there were a lot of white people that uh, they are liberal, and so it's whatever. And so I said, look, there's a there there definitely is like one's a majority and one's a minority in the population at large, and there's a portion of that majority that carries with it guilt for their privilege, either real or perceived, is what I said. Either real or perceived. Because if, you know, you're uber wealthy and you come from a, uh, you know, bajillionaire family, generational wealth, like, you have privilege. You have a lot of privileges that most people would never sniff at, right? Never get a sniff at. So there are some of those people, and they run foundations now, like, uh, you know, their their great-great-grandparents built these massive fortunes, and then they just started—then uh, they all died off, and then they started the foundations, and then the foundations just started, like, throwing all this money at these leftist causes out of a sense of guilt for their privilege. That's real. Now, there's also the perceived privilege. So that's what I said. Because there is there is privilege. Different people experience it at different times throughout lo- throughout their lives. Of course they do. Everybody does to some degree or another, and don't tell me you never experience any privilege whatsoever. Everybody does in certain circumstances at certain points. If you are right, like if you walk in and you're—I mean—I hate to—I'm not going to make it. I'm not even going to do it. Not even going to try because I don't want to. I don't want to get down another rabbit hole and unnecessarily offend or antagonize anybody. But you've got real and perceived privilege that people feel guilty about. That's part of it, yes. But the 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 main thing here is that you have one population that has been the majority and has enjoyed that majority status, oftentimes to the detriment of others, other demographic groups. And so there is this sort of, well, penance. There's, that's part of it. But these these ideas have been around for a long time. And just because... If Kanye were a black nationalist instead of a white nationalist, or he said it about white people instead of Jews, even if that were the case, it would still be inappropriate. And the same people who uh, who are apparently willing to give Kanye a pass because he's attacking Jewish people would be savaging him if he were attacking white people for saying the same thing. So I'm applying the same standard. I'm applying a consistent standard. Collectivism. That's all this is. Racism, bigotry, anti-Semitism—it's the lowest form of collectivism. And I am not a collectivist. I reject collectivism. Um. All right, so let me let me get back to the the actual topic, which was Balenciaga. Is that how you pronounce this thing, Balenciaga? Balenciaga. I had never heard of this company before. But I'm proud to say I know virtually nothing about all of the fashion world. So uh, that's also why uh, I don't get to buy my wife any uh, any clothing. Anyway, uh, Balenciaga is facing major backlash after a recent ad campaign featuring children posing with teddy bears dressed in bondage gear. The bears were, not the kids, the bears were. But the kids are holding the teddy bears. And the teddy bears have all of the BDSM stuff on them, or BDSM, BDSM. Yeah. By the way, this is very bad. Having a child hold a teddy bear that is wearing, you know, the leather and the the fishnet stockings and the the straps and stuff, whatever. Uh, Like child in a picture with the teddy bear, Dressed in BDSM attire, bad. Now, if you put that BDSM attire on uh, an adult person and then have that person stand with the child, I think then that's okay as long as they're reading a book to the kid at a library. I think that's how that works. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, in recent years, Balenciaga has become known for its controversial campaigns, as well as its celebrity ambassadors and uh, revolutionary design. When the Spanish label, founded in 1919, relocated its headquarters to Paris, France, Balenciaga became a staple of women's haute couture. Is that how you say that? Haute haute couture? Oh, French. With its structured silhouettes and abstract waistlines, but at the turn of the century, so around 2000, Balenciaga entered a new era of streetwear, helmed by creative director... Demon Gavasia. I'm sorry, Demna Gavassalia. Gvasalia. Vas, Gvasalia. Anyway, in 2022, Balenciaga had become one of the top five hottest fashion brands in the world, from teaming up with Yeezy, that's Kanye, to enlisting famous figures like Kanye's wife, Kim Kardashian. Dua Lipa. I don't know who that is. Is that a company? Dua Lipa? Oh, no, that's, no, that's... Yeah, no, uh, Christy's using that so she can learn Spanish. That's the app. Dua Lipa. Uh, Justin Bieber and Alexa Demi. Alexa Demi? 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 Anyway, Balenciaga has become a household name. That's a lie. But not without a little controversy. Amazingly, all of the controversy revolves around kids being depicted... In kind of porny ways. Yeah, not the first time. Let's take a look. So this fashion company, Balenciaga, they have apologized for their offensive holiday campaign Or any offense that the campaign may have caused. That's what they said. Our plush bear bags should not have been featured with children in this campaign. We have immediately removed the campaign from all platforms. I mean, the merchandise is obviously still available. So if you would like to buy the plushy bear backpack that's all wrapped in the BDSM gear, totally available. The company also apologized for displaying documents in a different campaign. So they have two different campaigns here, both of which have really heavy child abuse uh, uh, or uh, pedophilia, pedophilic overtones and connections. Okay, what's the old thing George Bush used to say? George W. Bush used to say, you know, trick me once. Shame on you. Trick me twice. You won't trick me again. Right. I think that's what he said. So it's a cliche. So, the fashion house recently had to cut all ties with Ye, the rapper formerly known as Kanye West, after the Yeezy designer spouted a series of anti Semitic remarks, which reportedly saw him lose $2 billion in one day. In 2021, the brand was accused of cultural appropriation over a pair of almost $1,200 sweatpants. (laughs) $1,200 for a pair of sweatpants. I'm old enough to remember when sweatpants meant you didn't spend any money on your clothing. That's what that indicated, right? I had sweatshirts from Kmart that were like six bucks. But apparently you can spend $1,190 on a pair of sweatpants from Balenciaga. Well, at least you could until they got accused of cultural appropriation for making the sweatpants. Why? Because the sweatpants appeared to have the top of a pair of boxers peeking out above the waistband. That's now cultural appropriation. The sag, right? Isn't that what the kids call it? Your pants are sagging, right? The sag, which, by the way, is prison culture. Just a heads up on that one. You know what that all means? The people who wear their pants around their butts, like, I'm just point I'm just letting you know where it comes from. It's part of the prison culture and it means a certain thing has occurred. Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um during its Paris Fashion Week spring summer 2023 show where the Teddy Bear handbags made their debut, models wore bruised faces and bloody noses down the catwalk. That was really weird too. So while they while they're walking out with these BDSM bags, they look like they got makeup on to make it look like they were beaten up. Oh, and by the way, the uh, one of the, uh, uh, the the model talent agencies that staffed the and, and found them the models uh, that have appeared for the runway show also is uh, accused of uh, getting the uh, the sex trafficking pipeline going for Jeffrey Epstein. I'm sure it's co- I'm sure it's coincidental. I'm sure there's nothing to see here at all. While Balenciaga's gift shop... Oh, and by the way, one of the photos of one of the girls that was from the, the Epstein lawsuits. The, and she was beaten up. She had uh, uh, marks on her face. Uh, the models looked like her. But I'm sure it's just coincidence. Nobody was drawing artistic inspiration from that, I am sure. I am sure. Now, the photo shoot in question... That's not the one with the bears, but there was another one. This one featured Bella Hadid and Isabel Hupert, Hupert, Hooper? posing in New York City offices. And in the ad, court papers used as props have been zoomed in on and identified as being from the 2008 Supreme Court case, United States v. Williams. Well, why is that important? Well, that law, uh, that uh, ruling criminalized the pandering of child pornography. The ruling reaffirmed the constitutionality of the Protect Act, a federal law that increased penalties for sexual exploitation and other abuse of children. But wait, there's more. Right-wing commentators... Oh, hang on. I'll get to that in a minute. That's the reaction. Um, oh, here it is. These things are called Easter eggs. Have you ever heard this term? Easter eggs is where like, you watch watching a movie and you see, oh, they put a little... Uh, You know, like a model of a vehicle uh, in the background. And uh, that's what the guy drives in real life. And, oh, isn't that an Easter egg? It's a little surprise. It's these little, you know, these jokes, these little comments or whatever that are props throughout. They're in video games. They're in movies and songs and stuff. So one of the Easter eggs in that same picture. So you got the the Supreme Court case, but then you also have a book that's in the back. And it is... uh, From a Belgian painter named Mikael Bermans. This is the 2017 collection Fire from the Sun. And that collection features... Beware. Heads up. Trigger warning here. It features naked and castrated toddlers playing... These are paintings. Playing. With some described as holding severed limbs. It's a book that depicts child exploitation. Horrific depictions of nude kids. Christian commentator Ali London, who had uh, highlighted the satanic images on the designer's Instagram account, which has since been set to private, pointed out that Balenciaga fashion worn by celebrity influencer Kim Kardashian appears directly influenced by that Belgian painter's art. This was the this was the black clad costume that she wore to the Met Gala, which looked like One of the paintings from this very book that's in the background of the Balenciaga photo shoot. I'm sure it's just a coincidence.